Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Joining me today, I have um, uh, the uh, lead vocalist of the amazing uh, band slash collective Funk Summit bass team. Um, he's also a, a founder of the Ampersand Theater Company, as well as uh, All In Productions. And I'm excited to talk to him a little, about, a little bit about his artistry, uh, his creative outlets, drink some vodka sodas, and uh, hang out. So Robbie McGee, welcome to the Cheers. show. Cheers. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Hmm. How was your day today? Oh, I sort of warned you it's orange vodka. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, what'd you do? <clears throat> I woke up. I um, started work. Hmm. Um, and I re started rewatching Breaking Bad. Rewatching Breaking Bad for like okay. the third or fourth time. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I watched it. I think I I've watched it. I think. Yeah, I've only watched it twice. I thought maybe a third time, but yeah, only twice. But maybe it's one of those shows. I will I will do it once every two years. Oh, that's good. Nice. Yeah. Um, how far did you get? Right now, um, Tuco has captured. Um, Mr. White um. and uh, Jesse, because um, well, things have gone wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, <laughs> yeah, yeah it was when uh, he's like, I hate chili powder. When he, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God damn, Tuco. I started watching Better Call Saul when it came out, but I didn't get far. I think I watched like the first season. But... Better Call Saul was so slow. Yeah. I still cool. watch it because I'm a committed person. Mm. I never give up. But, um, yeah. Yeah, well, that's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I considering it's been like five years since I watched like I feel like it'd be good to revisit it because like it was like such a good show and I'm a totally different I'm more mature and totally different than like with the way I perceive things like than five years ago, so I think I should rewatch it too at some point. Also I looked up tickets to Disney World because I wanna go alone and just like explore mm. Have you looked up prices to Disney World? I haven't, no. Thousands of dollars. Oh, oh yeah. Thousands <laughs> upon thousands of oh, dollars. Wow. To go to fake Germany, Are you I could go to real Germany with half the cost. Yes, you, I, you, you sure could. Right. <laughs> now can Jeez. I also see Asia and, you know, all these other fake places? Yeah. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Uh, damn. Yeah, have you been to Disney World? So I have gone once before with three other gay men. It was a lot. Uh, Not because they were gay, but because <laughs> they opened up the park for 24 hours and they called it another day of Disney. So from 7 p.m. until 7 p.m. the next day, they had the park open and they let anybody go anywhere. Damn. So, wow. I mean, by, by 4 o'clock in the morning, I was done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went with like total dis nerds who oh, knew sure. everything. So they're like, did you know that this rock has been here since 1971? Oh, oh my God, really? Right. <laughs> and there weren't enough bars. Oh. There was not enough to drink in Disney World. Oh, bummer. Right. Um, Have you gone? Yeah. Um, yeah, I went for the first time about two years ago, actually, um, for spring break. 
uh, so my senior year of college, spring break, and I could not afford it. I shouldn't have gone. Mm -hmm. My mom was not happy with me, uh, but it was worth it. Like, um, we, I did kind of like the Universal and Disney, like the Florida starter kit, if you will. Um, yeah, we didn't we didn't go out like drinking or anything. Like we, I mean, we drank in Epcot. Uh, we did, like, we, but I just had, like, so little money, and my friend who, like, he, like, had a pretty good job, so he was like, oh, dude, I got you, like, yeah, like, I'll get us shots, like, in Germany, and then in France, and then in all these different countries, and it was, it was a really fun time. Um, it is, like, it is an insanely happy place. I do love it. I know. It. Everyone was so nice, like... I complimented somebody on one of their pins, and they're like, oh, do you want four of them? I was like, what? Are you going to wow. get an award for, yeah. like, being nice? <laughs> right, That's yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had some friends that did, like, the like the college internship thing. Yeah. And it became their entire lives. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. It's, it becomes, like, all they talk about. They all need... All their goals become, like... Involve that bringing them back to Disney, like it's what a brilliant idea as a business. I mean, sucker them in with cartoons when they're little, yeah, give them an opportunity to work for free mm. for very, very little, yeah. It's just unbelievable, I yeah. <laughs> I never went as a kid. I never went as a kid. My parents hate Florida, so that's <laughs> which I mean, I get it, yeah. I totally get it, but I mean. It was it was cool to experience like, you know, a lot of that like uh, imagery and just like the, the Disney culture. It did feel like still having that childlike wonder for sure. It was never an option for my childhood. My parents were both janitors my whole life, mm. so that sort of vacation. <laughs> it was always camping. Oh right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Right. Yeah. My parents similarly. Yeah, we always went camping as well. Yeah. We would ra- we'd rather go to like South Dakota and go to the Badlands sure. than go to some resort. You know. Yeah. So I get that for sure. Didn't know what a resort was until college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like now I I. Uh, retrospectively, like I value that more secluded and quiet and wilderness-centered vacation. Yeah, uh, I yeah. So I, I mean, I've been camping in so long, and I want to go camping again very soon. Um, so anyway, what we talk about, um, Mr. Nice Guy Robbie, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And I first met you uh, a couple months ago. I believe it was in November. And it was uh, a funk night at Company Brewing. That was one of the best nights of the year. Like, that was one of the best shows I saw. Yes, I'm serious. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. I mean, it, like, wow. Like, three stacked bands, like, you guys, Funk Summit, X Handle Hound, Modern Joey. And, like, I don't, I don't, there's not a, like, I work at Company Brewing, and, like, I, so I, like, I go to shows there all the time, but there are few shows I've seen that come anywhere close to, like, actually getting people, like, out on the dance floor, like, feeling themselves, like, actually grooving together, and just have, and laughing, and having so much fun, and, like, I, like, a lot of people like to just kind of sit and watch music there. But 
It was like one of the liveliest nights I ever saw there, for sure. We had a really great time, and you never know what it's going to be like performing with another band until you're actually when, until you're actually part of it. And for each of the bands that had opened for us, I mean, it was like, oh wow, yeah. they're outstanding, and they like their music was getting people out there too. It was just yeah. a really Perfect combination music. Yeah, and that was like right after you guys had just hit four years as a band. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, and I, if I'm correct, I think I wore my Mike T-shirt. You did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, and uh, you had just done four and four live. Yeah. I actually just uh, got that week. That yeah. week we had done. Oh my gosh, that, that was big, such a great week. Big week. Yeah. So I think that Saturday when we did the show, it was like let's celebrate because. Mm. We all just felt like royalty. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. I actually just got coffee with Aisha last week. She's so great. She's the best. Yeah. She's done like so many things with her life too. I know. She's so humble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. She's Aisha's badass. She's fantastic. But yeah. Um, yeah, so that yeah, that was like uh, you just when you think she's the coolest human in the world, you then learn that she was Lord's manager. Yeah, you know yeah I mean? yes. It's like. <laughs> Who are you? I know, right. And then you find out she was doing salmon fisherman stuff. And then you find out that she lived in Alaska and like... Helped. She produced Big Brother. She... No. <laughs> 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 right. And then, yeah, like she's, she's been all over the country. She's She was in, yeah, like New Zealand and she... And now she's back here. And she has all these really neat and exciting ideas to help you know, uh, integrate Milwaukee's creative scenes. Like, how cool is that? Incredibly cool. Makes me yeah. feel good about living here. Yeah, ditto. Yeah. Def definitely. So, well, uh, so November was clearly a, a very lit month for you guys. Uh, and you have, a, you, I know you've been uh, in the studio recently uh, working on your new stuff, and I'm excited to talk about all that. But first, Robbie, I want to hear a little bit about your own Musical background. Tell me, like, tell me about growing up creatively, because I know you do theater as well. Oh my gosh, my mm. musical background. I know you have a folk background. You mentioned that for breaking and entering. Yes. Um, well, um, like most small town gay boys in Wisconsin, my musical background started in church. All right. <laughs> yeah, naturally, um, and uh, from there. I had to choose between study hall or choir, and I just chose choir in eighth grade. Um, eighth grade was a very rough year for me, um, but I got through it. And then uh, it was a, I had a graduating class of 12 people because it was a private Catholic school. Then when I got to college, it was like, I'm going to join all of these clubs mm. so that I can meet all of the people, right. just because I had missed out on eight years of getting to know people. Mm -hmm. One of those clubs was Drama Club. Mm. And I auditioned for one of the musicals. Uh, I got a lead role in Oklahoma. Very exciting. Oh, yes. I was Andrew Carnes. Ah, yeah. right. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> and um, that it just, I mean, I, I, I never felt so alive, you know, when I heard audience laughing at just a couple lines of dialogue. It was an outstanding mm -hmm. feeling. And going into the audition room and feeling nervous, but like making the director smile and giving him, made him surprised by a sound like that coming out of someone like me. I mean, and then it all escalated. And from Shawano, Wisconsin, which is where I'm from, I oh, went sure, to, yeah. moved to Milwaukee. A lot of Amish people up there. 
There, well, yes, and there's also a cult, and people confuse the cult for uh, Amish people because they wear similar clothes. Uh, yeah. We were on Dateline because wow. we, they, that cult put children in pickle barrels, Holy and they fuck. sit on their lawn in their cars with shotguns. Um, Jesus. Holy fuck. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Chris Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> wow that is ridiculous i've only been to shauna one time and it was my ex-girlfriend uh her family had a lake house up there uh and it was i mean it was during winter on so legend lake or shauna lake shauna lake okay yeah uh that was my only time up in shauna do you know how many people tell me i've only been to shauna one time there's a reason yep right there's not I mean, many pole funders. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have a great county care, mm. but most counties do. But yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. You pick any any county. Yeah. Pick any county. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I do like going. It's like a restart button for me, though, because I'm grateful of where I come from. Like, it's a good city. Yeah. It's just, um, it's just very red. So yes. I, yeah. I, I hear you there, for yeah. sure. Um, so... So, uh, so moved to college, um, did not pursue music or theater because coming from Shano, I was like a small, small fish in a big pond. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my friend and I got drunk on tequila and he's like, ah, oh, they have auditions for Into the Woods Musical in Whitefish Bay. And I was like, let's go. <laughs> I, I was so drunk. I auditioned and I got a lead role. Amazing. Shout out to Tequila. That's what we should be drinking right now. Yeah. No, but that's that's awesome though. That's really cool. Yeah, to, to Tequila. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it was just one of those things. I was like, oh, maybe I do belong up here. So started doing more and more musicals, and then um, eventually I was in Evil Dead the musical, playing Jake, and the bass player in the orchestra was like, hey, you have charisma. Well, thanks, Carter. Um, And then next thing you know, he's like, would you ever want to be the lead singer of a band? And I was like, sure. You know, are you thinking folk, pop? And he's like, funk. And I was like, Mm. let's give it a whirl. At that point in my life, I was like, yeah, I'm going to say yes to everything that's proposed and just go with it, you know. And here we are. Here we are. (laughs) Uh, So that was... uh over four years ago now. Wow. Uh, so when when uh, what year was it when you moved to Milwaukee? It was two thousand three. Oh wow, sure. So you've been out here. So you were doing a lot of the drama stuff, like way before like the music gigging stuff. And right, yeah. Sure. I got you. So second grade, I was in Happy Thanksgiving, Charlie Brown as Charlie Brown. So oh nice. Last minute fill in though. Charlie Brown got too scared, so I had to. I had to take, take the reins. <laughs> well, uh, zero to hero. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, that's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I guess, so, uh, um, yeah, so tell me about, uh, so All In Productions came first or Ampersand? All In Productions came first. Uh, the year was, um, oh, actually, you know what? Well, technically, yes, All In Productions came before Ampersand because Ampersand is, I don't know, I don't know, it's all blending together, but I think it was all like kind of the same time because it started as Mojo Dojo Company, okay. uh, Mojo, Do- Mojo Dojo Comedy, Ampersand Theater did, um, and then we had a space at Urban Harvest Brewery and we were renting out their space, um, and then uh, 
things just fell to the wayside with that relationship because um, we wanted to have a space of our own. So we purchased the 10th Street Theater, which was formerly in tandem mm. um, when they left. And we're now at the 10th Street Theater, the Big Red Church by Marquette. Word. Yeah. We have shows every weekend, um, improv, long-form improv. Um, we have a lot of fun. It's truly like a family for me. And All In Productions creates musical theater. And that was a company that I founded with Alex Shirell um, in about 2015, so five years ago. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Oh. Yeah. Improv. Damn, that, that takes like an immense level of instinct for sure. It does. You have to find the right combination of people because um, when I tell people improv, they're like, oh, so do you know this stand-up comedian? And it's like, no, it's, it's very, very different. Yeah, like, right. stand-up is petrifying for me to perform alone yeah. for so long. Right. With an audience that wants you to fail. Yeah, you know? exactly. And um, have an entirely scripted routine. Like, that. I feel like that, that in itself can be, like, nerve-wracking. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, but for improv, I'm not an analytical thinker. Sure. I think with my heart. So. Me too. Me too. I'm, yeah. To be, like, with four guys that are uh, analytical and, like, scientific and other things like that, it's just... Makes for a good group. Good, good. Yeah, who uh, who works with you on that? Uh, James Boland, Eric Kakonis, Lee Rowley, and uh, Joel Zawada. Shout out to all those people. Good job, guys. Love what you're doing. Keep the dream alive. <laughs> um, would you by chance know Cara Minnelli? Uh, yes, we do Dinner Detective. Oh my together. god, fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kara. Yeah. She was one of my first guests I ever had on the show. Oh, really? Yeah. I love yeah. her fashion. Oh, she, yeah. Yeah, she's got she's got great style for sure. Fun fact about Kara. Did you know that um, whenever she gets a $5 bill, she saves it? No. And she uses it for uh, taking trips and vacations. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, she's, a, that's, that's, a, that's her way of saving. Oh, that's that's actually pretty smart, yeah. And she's a server, so she gets fired yeah. a lot, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Kara, as well as Kyle. Uh, yeah. Kyle Hannikin. Uh, I've been to um, comedy sports a couple times, and I've seen their routines. And, yeah, they do lovely work over there. Shout out both of them. Yeah. I've done uh, drunken improvised musicals with Kyle mm. um, and several others, um, and we just this group of five of us. We get a suggestion of a title of musical that's never been made before, and we we improvise through song. Oh yeah, cool. my like my best friend, like he's like, you know, he's a comedian of sorts himself. Like he he's like the funniest dude I know, and like we've always really bonded through like just really like eccentric weird humor but like he he kind of like made me realize that a lot of comedy like you know can't th th this there's so many different kinds of comedy there's so many different kinds of like drama when in the in the lane of like improv and stuff it's like the it's all like spontaneous you know it's very character oriented and like People like people used to like convince him like, dude, you should do stand up comedy. Like, dude, you should have like this. You should work on a routine. And he's like, I can't do that. I can't write out my jokes. You know, like I have to like. It just kind of has to be stream of conscious. You know, and yeah, like you know, it's a lot of um, like comics like that. Like definitely, you know, can't operate on that like script and everything. You know. And some stand-up comedians, many stand-up comedians, don't have an exact script. They do listen to the audience, and they do change the way their direction a lot. Um, 
but they they have to have they have to have a library of things to go to when things go silent. Mm -hmm. That's not something I can do. Yeah, tell me about uh, ampersand. Um, ampersand. Um, we started at the Underground Collaborative in the basement of the Grand Avenue Mall. Mm. Um, it was me, the four guys that I mentioned, and uh, a guy named Tyler Kroll, okay. who was. Um, we were all just in this group, and we we improvised a long form show to open for another comedian, mm. and. Um, we had a really good time. We all got along together, and we realized we were all tall guys. So we called each other, called each other tall boys. Uh, we've been around for six years mm. as an improv group, and um, from there we decided to create other opportunities for people to do long form improv in Milwaukee. Yeah. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so uh, ampersand. Oh, where does that name come from? Ampersand is uh, the and sign. Well, yeah, and yeah. Yes, and is the theme of improv, you know? So oh, if somebody in a scene prepares something as true, like they say, Carl, you didn't turn in your paperwork today, you have to agree to the fact that your name is Carl, you did not turn in the paperwork, and you knew it was due today. Mm -hmm. And among the, any, uh, among the many things that are also true in that statement. So you have to agree to the things that were given to you, and then you have to add back on top. So yes, ah. and. Yeah. Yes, and. Right. Okay, sure. When I first started doing improv, somebody, his name was Jacob Bach. He also used to work at comedy sports. He used to say, oh, it's just, just say yes, and. And I was like, okay, Carl, you didn't turn me into paperwork today. Yes, and I also, you know, it's like, yeah, right. I literally just said yes, and until eventually they were like, okay, time out. You don't literally have to say yes and, and it was a huge relief. Yeah, with all in productions, we do two or three plays or musicals a year. Okay. Um, we like to rent out the Next Act Theater a lot because it's a beautiful space, mm -hmm. right down by Mayad, and oh, sure. the people there are excellent to work with, so we enjoy uh, utilizing those spaces a lot. Oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, it's, you know, it's cool that you're juxtaposing the music and... The, the drama slash theater stuff. Uh, in these spaces that I've either created or been a part of, I've only, um, I've made an effort to make sure that it's a space where everybody feels like they have space to create. Yeah. And uh, demanded that I have space to create on my own. Mm -hmm. And demand is a really strong word, but I've just made sure that I've set a high expectation for myself where yeah. if I feel like I'm limited or I've not had the ability to express myself, I just don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. So when absolutely. we were having early conversations about Funk Summit Base Team, I just made sure that, um, and it wasn't an, a hard conversation whatsoever. It was just, I want the freedom to do what I want to do. Um, I want to be myself in this in this role, and um, I just want to have fun, mm. you know. And Carter was definitely on the same page. <laughs> and I said, also, I want a slow song. I don't want them all to be like. You know, I want something that means something, yeah. Um, so that people can relate to it. You yeah, know, right? Sure. Because um, people, people go out for a good time, but they also need a reminder that we have, um, we have a heart. You know, and oh, yeah. we can celebrate, but we, you know, life is about balance. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. Um, do you have any shows coming up uh, with, um, with like? either All In or Ampersand? Yeah, for uh, Ampersand Theater, we have Tall Boys Improv uh, April 7th. Mm. For Funk Summit Base Team, we have a show this Saturday, March 7th. 
which will be after this is released. Yes, right. But yeah. our first show in Madison, Wisconsin. Very exciting. Yeah, Good Bo's, for you. Bo's Meadery. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. And um, we we tried to find an opener, um, but it's so hard when you're going into a different city. It's like, who the who the heck is Funk Summit Face Cream? Yeah. You know? like, um, and so uh, we we have two hours worth of material, so we're just going to do a two hour show. Um, mm. Oh in, wow! Yeah. In Madison and um, my company that I work for is in Madison, so we're going to expect a large turnout, and it's going to be a good time. Oh, great! They're going to see a very different side of me, but. If they can't take me as my true self, I shouldn't be working. There. Yeah, right. So you guys are doing Bonfire Music Festival in June, I believe it is? Yeah. Tell me it's about like that. It's like the Wisconsin Bonnaroo. <laughs> At least that's how I'm painting it in my head. Oh, okay. But we get to camp for free by performing for this uh, at this outdoor festival um, for campers. And I'm really, really excited. Um, nice. We're going to test out a lot of new material. We've taken time off. Actually, November was our last show that you saw. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, we haven't had a show since because we've been writing some new songs. Um, and we have four on the docket, ready to go. Um, we have a show coming up, I believe, May 21st in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. That date is not correct. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> you, can check out, you can check out our website or Facebook group for the exact details. Oh, that's yeah. so exciting. And right at the beginning of summer, too? Yeah. Oh, very fun. Yeah. Um, I've never, I never did one of those, like, uh, you know upstate Wisconsin festivals like I know it's like festival culture is pretty big up there like as you get no- more north well yeah we only have three months of summer that's re- that's very true <laughs> gotta make it count you absolutely do um, well that's really fun um, have you guys done festivals before uh, no but we did perform in a bike shop in Stevens Point you did so. a bike shop in Stevens Point oh we did a bike shop it was for that's um, fucking legit it was <laughs> so cool yeah. it was it was for um, it was for a convention it was for co-op con co- uh, for co-op convention in Stevens Point okay. which is probably the most Stevens Point sentence I've ever said in my life <laughs> like, of course it's a convention for co-ops in Stevens Point you know what I mean like right the, they have a nature preserve on the university. Like, Stevens Point is legit. And oh, a yeah. funk show in a bike shop, of course, was amazing. Oh, my god. And the goodness. audience did not stop laughing. It was yeah. dancing. It was, it was just... It was one of the perfect mm. nights for our band. Oh, that's awesome. Our first tour show, um, everything went incredibly well, except our drummer lost his hat. So, oh, damn. Quite a bummer. Please return it, Okay. Yeah. Please, just, that's not cool. It's his lucky hat. Yeah, that's lame. He's okay. been offbeat ever since. Really? Yeah, <laughs> fucked him up. <laughs> um, yeah, so so as we as we uh, segue into Funk Summit Base Team, so, yeah, like, I genuinely love you guys. I think that you, the band, is, I think, a great, kind of like a great um, group that encapsulates, like, you know, inclusivity and just positivity about like yourself and about like just feeling good in your own skin and just making everyone in the crowd feel seen and heard as well as feeling alive. And I definitely sense that like, um, seeing you guys at company brewing, like, cause I remember like, I was like, I remember like that, like around that time, like I was like having a pretty bad mental health day but seeing your show like i like felt so much joy and it did actually it did really uplift me like i want you to know that 
Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, I guess like Funk Summit Base Team, how has it grown over the years? Because you have what, eleven members now? Ten. Ten. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. How has it, yeah, evolved since like its conception, and like how had like I imagine that you know members just kind of you know get added as time goes on. Yeah. So originally we had twelve members of the band. Um, now we have ten. There's just been some um, some people moving, which happens a lot in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Out of Milwaukee, unfortunately, it's um, heartbreaking. I hate when yeah, it happens. I know. Me too. Yeah. Um, but. You know, or people have to leave for commitment reasons. I mean, we don't collect money, each member of our band, so we're all donating our time. It, there's, there's 10 of us, so, I mean, sure, we could get $10 a gig, you know what I mean, or whatever, but um, at the end of the day, it's just better to, like, keep it in the kitty, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, for smaller bands, it might be easier for them to, like, split things and make it all worthwhile, but we do it for each other, you know? So, we... Um, we have a combination of really passionate artists who are creating music for one another, um, and um, we we have evolved over time for sure. Um, we at one point had a drummer and a percussionist, and mm -hmm. uh, we now just have a drummer. Um, at one point we had three background singers, um, and now we have two. Um, Shout out to Alora and Haley, right? Yeah, honestly, so Haley uh, and I have gone back in theater for a long time. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. We were actually in the improvised musical together, which is uh, when I was talking about You Can Say Yes and. She was in that group. Oh, very yeah. nice. Yeah. And Alora and I were in Evil Dead the musical together, oh, which fabulous. is where I met Carter. Oh, word. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Alora and Haley can sing. They fucking can. Yeah. I was like, do you guys just want to get up here and do Yeah, this? right. Yeah, because they're just so standing. Yeah, yeah, they are. So, like, they have pipes, like, you know, backing you up, like, echoing you and whatnot, like, in your songs. Like, mm -hmm. holy shit. Um, so, yeah, uh, so who's everyone that's in the group now? So we have Mike on drums. We have Peter on guitar, the Scorpion. The uh, Scorpion. We have Carter on bass. We have Nolan on saxophone. Julia on Barry Sax. We have Brett and Andy on trumpet. Haley and Alora are background featured singers, and me on lead vocals. Word, okay, yeah, um, yeah. You had, yeah, you had the shirt. Yeah, it was Mike. What's? <laughs> yeah, you had that was. Yeah, you were wearing the shirt of his face, right? Yeah, it was. You know those advertisements on Facebook where you can get like face on face on face. I almost wore it tonight, but I was like, you know what. <laughs> It's too much money. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, it was like the second or third time that we had done our song Obsessible, which is being crazy in love for someone. And uh, it was also like two weeks prior, somebody has said, like, I never get to see Mike in the back because he's literally behind me. And I'm a 350-pound, like, six-foot-six human being and so people don't get to see Mike and he's one of the greatest parts about our band um, and because he's so expressive he's always yeah. he's always on time um, and he shows up in time and his rhythm is yeah, also yeah, on time yeah. <laughs> right 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 um, but so it's, I made a uh, shirt um, with his face on it and um, I had revealed it by bringing him up to the center of the stage and it was really great oh yeah that was yeah that's adorable. Love, <laughs> love that so much. Um, yeah. So uh, tell me about. Uh, so I know you 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 guys have um, 
on like Spotify, like I know you guys have like that uh, the live at Linneman's recordings of like your your set and everything. So, what have uh, has the band been? Because I know you've been working at High Five Studio. Shout out to High Five Studio. High Five. High Five. You guys are freaking amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. I miss the pool table and the the couches. Uh, pinball. <laughs> pinball. Yeah. yeah, right. I used to go to the networking jams. That's how I got in touch with them. Nice. Um, so uh, I know you've been yeah I know you've been working uh, extensively for the last couple months there. You tell me about the new material or stuff that you guys are uh, cooking up. So I was in a um, I was on a train down to Chicago um, to meet a guy. <laughs> Very nice. Just gonna be honest. Um, hey, good for this, you. Good for you. Thank you. And this um, this song just like came into my head, and it's it's an hour and a half long train ride down. So right. Amtrak. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. That's my train home. Shout out to Amtrak. Shout out to Amtrak. <laughs> um, and so I just started singing it. Um, luckily, I didn't have to sit next to anyone. And, um, oh, yeah. Then I was like, I have to write this down, so I pull up my phone, um, and then I was like, I need a, I need a vocal recording, otherwise I will not remember the tune, you know. Um, so I had to go to the bathroom, and I'm singing in the bathroom, um, and I send the audio recording to Carter, and Carter immediately messaged me. He's like, Dude, 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 this is gold. This is some good shit, dude. This is what I'm talking about. And so I'm really excited to <laughs> debut it. I've only written on uh, one other song that was obsessable, which I mentioned earlier. And this one's called Hanging On. Mm. Um, and uh, we have another song called Dance Police oh, that's yeah. coming out soon. Um, and a couple others. Oh, very nice, yeah. Uh, I do vividly remember the Pizza Party song. Oh, yeah. Now I think of that song every time I make a pizza. That's a huge honor. Oh, good. But because people make pizzas a lot. Well, I don't know about you. It's at least once a week for me. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, I, I literally, like, uh, <laughs> last week, I just uh, had, like, $10 uh, to spare my bank account. So I went to the corner store over here and uh, got a DiGiorno self-rising crust pizza. Uh, when you can get a DiGiorno, oh. it's like, uh Yeah, it was a supreme pizza, too. Uh. My favorite. With a four-pack of Ham's Tall Boys and a, a bag of spicy nacho Doritos. You're so, making me moist, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, In my mouth. <laughs> yeah, right. It was it was a spectacular uh, uh, evening of indulgence. But yeah, but yeah, no, I literally think of that. And like, we were a piece. part of it. Yeah, That's so cool. Oh yeah, no, I think of I think of that every time I make a pizza now for sure. We uh, were going to have just four songs on our first EP, but when we when we set out Pizza Party into the world, it had to be added. Oh, yeah. Which means that we now have two songs about dance floors on our first album. Because mm. we have Standing on the Dance Floor and Pizza Party on the Dance Floor. And I was like, guys, I have an objection to this. But also, they're both really good songs, so yeah. let's just do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's a really... Thank you so much. I'm glad that we... Oh, yeah. Pizza right. Party that's what I'm saying yeah like I mean cause pizza's like pizza's such a universal food yeah. you know it's like you, you eat it when you're just like uh, you know being a lump like by yourself in your room you can eat it you know like you can go out with a significant other and have a nice date night with pizza but you have can you been to River West Pizza? oh yeah Oh my god. I build my own pizza there. It's amazing. It's super good. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to Riverwest Pizza. Hey guys. 
Yeah, High River West Pizza. Yeah. Um, a great place is uh, actually uh, on the east side. Lisa's side Pizza, Oakland, uh, across the street from Sal's. If you know where that is. Yeah. It's right, right by like where that Walgreens and Charm House, right over the bridge here. Actually, uh, it's it's a pretty like low key spot. You know, like it's. It is definitely, it's like a dimly lit, like intimate spot. It's, it's like a date night spot for sure. But oh, okay. uh, at least pizza is really good. Going um, back to like, I like, yeah, but pizza is also definitely a party food as well. It's a very you know, social food. Like, I don't know how old you are, but do you remember Bucket? I'm not, I must not be that old. I'm, I'm 20. <sighs> okay. I'm 20. So. <laughs> You're 24. I'm 24. He's 24. I'm 24. Someone guessed that I was 31 recently. Okay, so book it. <laughs> was this program when I was in fifth grade, which would have been 1995, which is don't tell me probably when you were born. Yeah, 96. Okay. <laughs> so you're you're what like 35, 36? Old as fuck. <laughs> 35. 35. Sure. Yeah. Um, so Book It was this program where if you read a book and you showed your teacher that you read a book, you would get a stamp on a card oh, that when the yeah. card filled up, you could go to Pizza Hut and get a personal pan pizza. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, it's the passion and drive behind Pizza Party on the dance floor. Especially when you're in fifth grade, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> my own pizza? Yeah, yeah. I don't have to share with Sarah, my sister. Oh, my God. Totally. The worst. Right, yeah. You can't yeah. share. No, yeah. That was Sarah. Sarah? Sarah H. Come on, Sarah. Yeah. Um, no, that, that's, that's, yeah, for, for me, in my uh, third, fourth, fifth grade, I remember, uh, you know, mid-2000s. Uh, it was if we didn't, so I remember we had like a big thing in my, uh, elementary school was like the card system, you know, like where it's like the behavioral, like disciplinary, like where you flip your card if you misbehave. It's like the green, yellow, red thing. Sure. I remember like all my classrooms all had that. And if you didn't flip your card once, like for a month, you get a pizza party. Oh. And... I remember in third grade, I was so behaved. I got like, I got so many pizza parties in third grade. But in like fourth, fifth grade, I think I started speaking out more and I got in trouble more. <laughs> <laughs> because at, at some point in life, you have to choose between artistic creativity and pizza. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You have but in a rare moment in our lives, we can have both, yeah. and it's when you come to see Funk Summit. Base. Yeah, that's right. You you have to see Funk Summit Base team yeah. party and dance your money maker off. Byop. Byop. Have you have you done any shows like at places that have pizza? So four one four live. Oh yeah, transfer. They, yeah, they brought in. Transfer. Oh yeah, transfer pizza. Transfer pizza. It's fire. It's fire. Transfer pizza. Have you had the artichoke pizza? At no. Oh. My God, I love I'm artichoke. Not a tomato guy, so I get I get no tomato, but yeah, artichoke. Oh, yeah. I, I, mean, I artichoke love artichoke with the garlic crust. The garlic crust, yeah, that that yeah, has to happen. That yeah. has to happen. But the transfer is like the the eighty eight nine pizza. How do you feel about classic slice? Uh, I haven't had it actually. You haven't had classic slice. I haven't. Had also outstanding, baby. Oh. oh, I need it. I need to have that. Then. Yeah. So if you ever go to Tonic in Bayview, oh yeah. Or okay. any other bar in BPU. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I just love Tonic. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Breaking and entering, we used to do our showcases at Tonic. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, we um, used to do our uh, monthly uh, series there. Huh. I go to I go to Tuesday night karaoke usually. Oh, very fun, very yeah. nice. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I'll have to check out Classic Slice then. Yeah, you know, I'm still. I think it's important for Milwaukee to navigate our uh, pizza palette in general because, especially because, like, I mean, I lived on the east side for five years, and like, you know. We have we don't have like aside from the Lisa's pizza that you that I mentioned earlier like we don't have very good pizza it's a lot of fast food pizza it's a lot of little Caesars and toppers and the Dominoes and stuff and it's like yeah like that's good if you know you're drunk and having fun with your friends but like in terms of like quality special pizza you you can't find that it's just it's just it's hard, it's hard to find you know and we compare pizza so much like i feel like chicago is such a default and i mean i'm from chicago and like i get it like lou molnati's giordano's whatever but i want to find some good ass pizza in milwaukee and river west pizza is pretty fucking good so it's important to embrace the good pizza we have here. Yeah, I don't want to go to Chicago for guys or pizza anymore. No, <laughs> <laughs> you heard Robbie. Yeah. No guys yeah. and pizza in Chicago. Right. Oversaturated. Let's bring it home. Oversaturated. Too much. Too much saturation. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I hear you. I totally hear you. So, uh, on that, all, on all that note, uh, so uh, tell me about like. Uh, in terms of the next couple months and everything, so what uh, can we expect from Funk Summit Base Team? Funk Summit Base Team in May, I believe it's 21st, but it could also be the 28th. Um, we have another gig coming up. Um, we haven't announced the location yet, but um, uh, you'll expect uh, three or four brand new songs uh, cool. emerging out of the woodwork, uh, including my song, Hang It On. Um, do you want a preview? Please do. Um, Hanging on, got this feeling that's coming back. I'm hanging on, goodness gracious, it's a heart attack. Hanging on, got this feeling coming over me. Hanging on's like you're staying away deliberately. Oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah, Robbie. Thanks. Good for you. I wanted to do a um, happy sounding sad song. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's about this uh, guy who's like still in love with someone. Um, and he, he refuses to let go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. T totally. Like, that's... It's, it's important to juxtapose, like, uh, sad emotions with, like, powerful pop music that people can get behind and groove to, you know? Because that, like, that helps, like... Because I'm sure, like, a lot of people can resonate with that for sure, you know? Sure. And the inspiration for that song is totally Janet Jackson, so... When you hear it, you'll hear it. <laughs> Great. Yeah, nice. Sure. So, so, um, so, uh, EP or album? EP. EP, sure. Yeah. We, uh, we have not announced the date yet. Okay. We, uh, while we have everything recorded, we haven't gotten a mix yet. So, word. Um, just determining who will be doing that. Very, I got you. Yeah. Sure. Well, um, very exciting, Robbie. Uh, I am. I have a question for you. Answer. If you could bring back any band in Milwaukee that has no longer, that has stopped being a band, mm. which band would that be? That's a good question. So, I think that, uh, <clears throat> so I've only been really like going out to shows 
like regularly for the past year and a half. Sure. Okay. So there's a lot of there's there are like some fabled Milwaukee bands that I definitely like wish I could have saw. So what I'm gonna say, the Fatty Acids. Oh, good one. Yeah, I I heard that they opened for the Flaming Lips, and I heard that like I've heard just such great things about them. Um, you know, I it sound it's. It seems like music that I would gravitate towards naturally anyway, so um, I'm going to say the Fatty Acids. Um, but I also do want to give a, a big runner-up to a band I have seen that is no longer a band anymore, and they're fabulous. I'm going to say no, no. Uh, congrats to Kat Reese on her baby. Uh, you know, she's... Like, uh, I know that, yeah, like, yeah, she's a kid now, and uh, I saw them at Chill in the Hill last year, and it was such an emotive and powerful show. Um, but yeah, they, they are no longer a project anymore, pursuing their own sort of like individual projects and whatnot. Like, but, you, like you do sometimes. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, what about you? Oh, God. You know, I really liked Rocket Paloma. Shout out to Rocket Paloma. Yeah. That's a band I never got to see either. Yeah, they were great. Um, and I forget the name of this band. I, th it was, I think it was, I think it, was a, the, it was like Hayward or something like that. But my friend Jenna Pepitone was in it, and she oh, played cello. Jenna, Jenna, uh, her boyfriend Alex was. Yeah, the Vanity Plates. Yeah, they were. He was in the Ugly Brothers. Ugly Brothers. Oh, that was yeah. a great band. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, shout Ugly to, Brothers. Shout out to Ugly Brothers for sure. I could watch them all day and all night. Oh wow. yeah. Oh yeah. I never got yeah. to see them either. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's the thing. There's a lot of Milwaukee bands that like form from the ashes. You're right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. All right, Robbie. This was so fun. I so enjoyed hanging out with you and talking about Funk Summit Base Team, pizza. Oh my God, all the pizza. All the pizza. Talking about Ampersand and All In Productions and all that great stuff. So uh, very excited for what you have coming up uh, in 2020. As we close out, Robbie, tell me what keeps you up at night. What keeps me up at night is, um, hmm. Honestly, too many people move away from Milwaukee. Oh so. yeah, that that keeps me up at night as well. Yeah, but what what um, what makes me go to bed at night is all the people that I love that are talented that stay. That was my second question. So you you answered my second my follow up. Um, yes, I agree. Like. People will flock out of Milwaukee because they don't believe in it, because they don't believe it can be a music city, but it absolutely can. And we should embrace the fact that the DNC is coming this summer. It's going to be a great opportunity for Milwaukee creatives of all kinds. Thank you for being on the show, Robbie. Give me a Thank up. you. Yes. I had so much fun. This me was too. great. Funk Summit Bass Team, go catch a show. Have yourself a pizza, pizza party. party on the dance floor. For